world's fastest growing TV network, the new TNN. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear it for Fear Factory here on the new TNN podcast feed. All right, gentlemen. Well, shit, we're all deaf now, but that's fine. Folks, thanks for tuning in to the latest edition of Ringman. My name is Johnny C, and boy, oh boy, do we have a show for you today. Now, we are coming up on the 24th anniversary of of a very prestigious event in the history of professional wrestling. And you know what? I had absolutely zero idea that this show even existed. All right? And I like to pride myself as a person who has, you know, got some pretty crazy corners and secrets tucked away from wrestling in the uh, in the back of my mind here, but wow, I just I would have never if you would have even yesterday smacked me on the back of the skull and said, Johnny C., you're going to do a podcast about this wrestling program, I would have said, what the hell is that? I, I don't even know what you're talking about, bro. It is WCW's Beach Brawl 1999, which was broadcast live via tape, not live at all, on MTV. Kidsters out there may remember music television as a television station that used to play music videos. Now, that's a stereotypical, any fucking 40-year-old person can make that joke, but I will tell you, watching this program was a time capsule that gave me all of the feels. So, this is a cross-promotional vehicle between WCW and MTV, and it takes place at such an awesome time in pop culture, whether you want to believe it or not, because I lived through it and I thought it was fucking great. Now, this program was designed to promote WCW to, I don't know if I want to call it a different audience, because lots of people were keyed into wrestling. But this show presents a version of professional wrestling that has a little bit of a different slant to it. And you know, I was fully ready to come on here and trash this thing completely, I will trash it. But I will also say something about this nonsense just kind of works, dare I say. But it was taped on January 23rd, 1999. So like I said, coming up on the 24th anniversary. Now, wrestling fans may recall January 23rd, one of the greatest days in the history of our sport, as this program in Cancun, Mexico, was taped 15 years to the day that Hulk Hogan beat the Iron Sheik to claim his first WWF championship. And all I'm going to say is this. 15 years to the date later, WCW's in Cancun, 
taping this show for MTV. I kind of like the synergy here. Hogan, of course, brings wrestling to new heights, creates the rock and wrestling connection, etc., etc. And now here we are 15 years later to the date. And wrestling is what it is. And it's getting this special tape. I mean, it doesn't mean anything. I might be trying to wax a little too poetic here. But I still like the synergy. Now, it didn't air until February 6th. So they had some time to uh, edit this thing together in post, which they absolutely did. It's taking place during MTV's Spring Break suite of programming. Now, if you don't remember MTV's Spring Break suite of programming, my God in heaven. Uh, If you've ever seen the movie She's All That, you can get a little slice of life of it uh, because the Matthew Lillard characters... why Why am I referencing this? Basically, for weeks on end during the spring break season, uh, MTV would be broadcasting their programs from a beach with lots of teenagers spending their parents' money on a vacation, getting drunk and fondling one another. And hey, as long as it's consensual fondling, fondling, all right. But at the same time, really, really, really unique view into the landscape of the individuals who are now, uh, I guess, dominating the economy. If you think about it in unique ways. Uh, It's taking place at what can only be called the MTV Beach Arena at a bar called or a club called Fat Tuesdays. So ostensibly, they're on the beach. Think of uh, Beach Blast 95, a much smaller venue, though. Uh, Not nearly uh, 100,000 folks at this one. But they've got a nice setup, a canopy over the ring, uh, some bleachers, drinks. Everybody's in their swimsuits and their bikini-ninis. So, I mean, it's a rousing good time. There's even some some signs in the audience that I'm sure were handed out, but that's totally fine. Uh, and it's just a cool, unique environment. We've got a stage where a band's going to be playing at the side. We'll talk about that, I promise. Um, but yeah, it's it has a look. And we open with, Come, baby, come, baby, baby, come. Come, come, baby, come, baby, baby, come. Come, you gotta give me love and you gotta give me some. Now, this is one thing I love about this. You're never. First of all, you're never going to see this on Peacock, all right? The music rights alone will keep this thing off your television. But I promise, it's out there. You just got to put it in your Google machine, and and you'll find it. Now, as we're greeted with "Come, baby, come, baby, baby, come, come," the Nitro Girls, well, like three or four of them, are in the ring, and they're doing their dancing thing, getting the uh, the male population of MTV's Beach Brawl '99 all hyped and ready to go, and maybe some of the gals too, and that's cool. I don't know why. I'm kind of bummed that my instinctual go-to there was just the guys. Let's get everybody hyped up and horny, all right? Now, this is amazing. Your host for the afternoon on commentary, Raven, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, and 1999's, holy shit, I just got really famous, musical entrepreneur, Kid Rock. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. And right away, a big shout out to whomever taped this off of their television because they pressed the info button while they were recording. Now, do you remember the info button? If you recall, 
Watching those WWF pay-per-views back in the day during the new generation, Todd Pentengale would say, if you want to watch the WWF extravaganza, there's lots of ways you can do it. If you're on satellite, call your dish operator. If you're on cable, call your local cable operator. But if you've got the nice interactive system, just press the button, bam, I'm in your house. The interactive system was something that got really big in the mid-90s where you could press all sorts of buttons to give you all sorts of information about what was on TV at the time. There was a preview channel that would scroll your local listings. There was a digital guide you could press, and some crazy 1995 text and graphics would show you what was on each channel. You could press the info button and see what's on the channel you're on. So if you're flipping channels and Demolition Man comes on, you could press info. And it would say, like, Demolition Man, 1992, Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, 120 minutes. In the future, Sergeant John Spartan is dethawed to take on the unlawful Simon Phoenix. You know, and there you go. Uh, even though it's in the middle of the show, or if you're on a commercial, you know what you're watching. But the person that taped this pressed that info button, and here we go. It's broadcast from 3 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. It's unrated. It's called Beach Brawl. The description... WCW wrestlers battle for the king of the beach crown. Longfellow could not have said it better. Now, in order to properly identify what some of these morons on the broadcast team say during this show, I'm going to have to try out some impressions. Of course, I'm comfortable with Mean Gene Okerlund, Jesse the Body Ventura, and exaggerated Vince McMahon, yeah, Kevin Nash occasionally, you know, sometimes, Daddy Mac, I feel like I gotta become Dr. Rose the Mac and Dream Daddy. Sometimes I become Vince Russo, but I've never done a... Well, first of all, I never thought I'd have to have a Kid Rock impression. And uh, Raven, I'm a little rusty on, because cause I can do Raven when he's... Well, it doesn't... It's not really sound like him, but the inflection. As I sat upon my floor, I wrote a poem, Nevermore. My mom yelled at me to put away my laundry. And I was sad and was crying. That doesn't rhyme. But I've never done a Kid Rock. Um, and we're greeted with Kid Rock, so here we go. I'm going to try it. What's up, Wrestling Freaks America? Welcome to MTV. I'm Kid Rock with legendary Jimmy Hart and my main man, Raven. Nice sign in the crowd says, Nitro Girls are stacked. Kid Rock promises what we're going to witness here on the beach is a no-rules battle royal. Raven ups the ante and promotes a battle royale with cheese. Kid Rock pops for the royale with cheese, quote, and then indicates, yeah, we got some of that Pulp Fiction gibberish. You know, we got six guys out here. The mission's going to be to last, to be the last mean standing while the music stops. Let me repeat that. Their mission's to be the last mean standing when the music stops because he says motherfucker, but they just dip the sound. It's a six-man battle royal encounter. That's the only match on this show. Six beach bombs competing for the king of the beach crown. Kid Rock then lets us know that this will be a very unique match. Not because it's a battle royale with cheese, Pulp Fiction gibberish match. But because the heavy metal music group known only as Fear Factory will be performing a live concert during the Battle Royal. Mouth of the South chimes in, It's going to be nuts. It's the first time having a band play with wrestlers. I tell you, it's going to be nuts. <laughs> hey, Raven. He said nuts. <laughs> I did say nuts. 
We then are greeted with the coveted Beach Brawl King of the Beach trophy. It's a standard trophy. On top, instead of a wrestler like at WrestleMania 4, it's the visage of the sun. The god Apollo, if you will. It's just the sun. When it's revealed by Jimmy Hart, Kid Rock visibly and audibly chuckles at its patheticness. Raven, let's talk about the rules here in this match. It's last man standing match, like the Bruce Willis picture. <laughs> that thing sunk faster than the Titanic. Which just makes me think that Raven perhaps should be our film connoisseur, because I recall the Bruce Willis Western Last Man Standing that did sink at the box office. Must have just happened because Raven's all over its nuts. All right, all right, it's Kid Rock here. And, 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 and am I right, guys? Wrestling's a game of quickness, agility. You got to know when to make a move, kind of like macking a pimpin'. Is that correct? Raven chimes in. Pimpin' ain't easy. So it's true, we're just promoting the Godfather. But let's look at Kid Rock's analysis a little deeper. Battle Royals are a game of quickness and agility. Well, it's true, if you're quick, some of the big guys might get tired and be unable to catch you. Your agiliousness, if you're thrown over the top rope, perhaps you're able to skin the cat and hang on. You gotta know when to make your move. It's true, keep your eyes on your opponents. If they make a mistake, or if they're dangerously close to the ropes... Make your move. Now, in its relationship to macking or pimping, well, quickness. I can't imagine that if you're trying to mack on a male or a female, your choice, that you want to advertise that you're quick in the sack because the pleasure achievement of your partner may not be reached. Now, ageliousness when it comes to macking. Okay, you're at a club. You show the lady friend that you can do some crazy stuff with your agility. Perhaps I can lift you, a la Patrick Swayze. That might be a positive move in your favor. And I think probably the most important of these three artifacts that have delivered uh, been delivered by Kid Rock, making your move at the right time. Absolutely quintessential. You just had the lady you've been looking at all night just had a big argument with her boyfriend. She orders some shots for herself and her lady friends, and the angry boyfriend leaves. Yes, now's the time to make your move. In regards to pimping, however, I'm not quite sure if any of this is good advice for pimping. I guess making your move because you don't want to offer a contractual arrangement for sex with police in the nearby vicinity. Kid Rock throws the program over to Dave Holmes, who's some sort of a music expert. He's in the back with Fear Factory. All right. Now, Kid Rock, upon tossing the Fear Factory, he's like, let's head back to Dave Holmes' the Fear Factory. I'm going to go mack on the Nitro Girls. Raven, don't drink my beer. Fear Factory promotes that their new album is called Obsolete. Interesting. Dave Holmes wants to know, are you wrestling fans? Now, there's four members of Fear Factory. They all sort of smile and look embarrassed because only one-fourth of the Fear Factor configuration admits to being a wrestling fan. He's a guitarist with a shirt that says Porn Star, which is totally fine. Fear Factory may not be wrestling fans. They admit they've heard of Nitro. <laughs> Goddamn. You can't just fucking lie. Uh, but they are aware that Chris Jericho, the superstar of the Squared Circle, is a Fear Factory fan. Dave Holmes is looking for predictions on who the winner is going to be. The wrestling fan guitarist steps forward and proclaims, Ray Mysterio Jr. Why is that? Dave Holmes would like to know the answer. Because he's Mexican.
Now, the crowd, according to Dave Holmes, has been seeing bands here at the spring break configuration that are uh, a little bit different than Fear Factory. Bands like NSYNC and 98 Degrees. Is the spring break crowd ready for freaks? The Fear Factory lead singer makes his play for chart dominance. The time has come for Fear Factory to change this world. Back over to Kid Rock now with the Nitro Girls who are rubbing all over him. Kid Rock is here to introduce the six wrestlers that are ready to, quote, cool cock each other's ass out. All right, first up, 200 pounds, WCW Cruiserweight champ, a Beastie Boys fan that's beastly in the ring. His favorite move is a shooting star press. Here comes Billy Kidman, baby. Raven is proud of his boy, Billy Kidman, who's achieved new heights in WCW as he's recently been crowned the Cruiserweight champion. Who's going to be the second entrant in this beach brawl? The 320 pounds, graduate of the Ramones, rock and roll high school. If he had his way, he'd make mincemeat out of Marilyn Manson. (laughs) Yeah, go figure that one out. Here's Hugh Morris. Raven makes the call. Hugh Morris is so fat that one time he was wearing a Malcolm X shirt and a helicopter landed on his back. Jimmy, mouth of the South heart. Warns Raven that, I'm going to tell Hugh Morris you said that. Here's my boy. I'm his manager. Raven calls Hugh Morris shameless for wearing a Fear Factory shirt to the beach brawl. Jimmy Hart admits this is true. Well, he's like me. We'll wear anything for money. Words to live by, and I stand by it. I'll wear anything for money. All right, next wrestler is 165 pounds. He's down with Pantera and would love to have Snoop Dogg as his partner. <laughs> it's kind of freaky. He's the master of the Her in Canarana. Make some noise and get loud for Rey Mysterio Jr. Jimmy Hart puts over Rey Mysterio's recent victory in the wars of sports entertainment over competitors like Scott Norton, Bam Bam Bigelow, and the Giant. Raven interjects. He never beat me, sucker, but he's great to hang out with at night, because he's so cute. He's like bait for sexy chicks. <laughs> That's crazy, Raven. On his way now, he's 225 pounds. This guy's a metallic freak and a heavy metal headbanger in and outside the ring. Master of the lethal lion tamer move, Chris Jericho, man. Chris Jericho is here to save us all. He enters the ring and has a microphone. Hello, Cancun! Are you guys enjoying spring break? What a lame question. Trying to get the people on his side. Have you guys been partying? Woo! Well, the problem with that is you should be home, increasing your intelligence, and not wasting your parents' money. We smash cut to Kid Rock, doing the this guy's crazy sign. And behind him in the background are some Nitro Girl bosoms. But Kid Rock playing to the crowd that this guy's crazy. If you don't change your ways in two years, you'll be taking my order at Harry's Burgers. So go home and get to work. I've never heard of Harry's Burgers. <laughs> All right. Number five. Next up from El Paso, Texas. <laughs> this guy polishes off opponents with his ring-shaking tornado DDT. And he says he'd love to stomp Madonna into oblivion. <laughs> Here comes Chavo Guerrero Jr., Chavo Guerrero makes his entrance to Blur's Song 2. Woohoo! Chavo Guerrero coming out! Woohoo! 
Raven now to Jimmy Hart. Jimmy, have I ever told you the first time I met Chavo Guerrero, he was trying on underwear from a Goodwill box. The Mouth of the South calls Chavo Guerrero the brother of Eddie Guerrero. And he comes from a famous wrestling family. Raven puts over that his mom is famous. She's the owner of a Fortune 500 company. But soon, that company will belong to Raven when he enacts a hostile takeover. And then says, what about me? What about Raven? How about more camera shots of me? I should note here that while I'm doing Raven's sad poetry voice, Raven is totally out of character for this whole thing. Alright, number six, last up from Boston. His favorite opponent bashing song is Antichrist Superstar by Marilyn Manson. <laughs> That's weird, dude. Here's the pilot of the deadly Death Valley Driver. Give it up for Paris Saturn. Raven is excited to see his hetero life mate, Perry Saturn. The bald bombshell. Perry and I go back to high school. It's about time he showed off the freaking side. He's a sexy, 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 sexy man. Wearing a brand new dress tonight. Perry Saturn takes off his dress and gives it to the attendant at ringside. Who's, uh, according to Raven, a well-endowed female. Perry Saturn hugs her hard as she tries to struggle for freedom. <laughs> a little mauling by Saturn. Very good. Very good. Kid Rock explains to the audience how this is going to go down. Here's how it works, guys. Six guys enter the ring. Five guys leave. The one left in the ring is the winner. We got to pay some bills, so go get some refills and stick around like some Backstreet Boys groupies because we'll be right back. And we head to a spring break commercial here on MTV. We are back for the beach brawl. And again, because we're on MTV, we get some sweet music that we don't have to worry about paying for. It's the Rockefeller Skank right about now. The Funk Soul Brother, check it out now. The Funk Soul Brother. Now the Nitro Girls dance us back in, but when they're done, Kid Rock leans to Raven and he wants to know, What's up with the Rhythm Looking Challenge Nitro Girls, huh? But it's time to get down and funky. Kid Rock briefly explains the rules again for those who might just be joining us. Meanwhile, Raven next to him at the announce desk, makes a paper airplane. He throws it to the camera. It spins and flies right back to the announce table. He gives it the old college try once again. Success! It flies off camera. Kid Rock says we're ready to go. He's ready to toss it over to Fear Factory so they can play their music and says, Fear Factory, why don't you make like Jenna Jameson's in front of you and hit it? And then he makes a suck my dick motion with his hand. The lead singer of Fear Factory, knowing he's in the spotlight here, the wars of sports entertainment, prepares us for war. Welcome to the world of Fear Factory. Prepare for shock. Because according to the on-screen graphic, Fear Factory is about to perform a song called Shock. They do! And ladies and gentlemen, prepare yourselves for a circus act. And here's what I mean by that. Now, this doesn't necessarily hold true for the entire show, but this bad boy gets started. And I promise, I'll rewind and and, and tell you what happens when it starts. But, you know, I've been to a lot of wrestling shows, okay? I think probably a lot of us have. And 
the one thing that I can safely say about being at the show and being surrounded by wrestling fans is that the wrestling is what we're here for. You know, I care that these competitors and performers are going out there and putting it all on the line, regardless of where you're at. You know, I've been at the Sky Dome to see Rock fight Hogan. Those fuckers gave it their all, and the crowd was engaged at a verbal frenzy. I've been to a tiny HWA show that took place at an indoor soccer arena. Your kids ever play indoor soccer at some janky-ass place? These fuckers were on the field in a ring surrounded by fold-out chairs, and there were maybe 50 people there. I saw uh, Lance Cade throw a guy into an indoor soccer goal during a hardcore main event. But you know what? The 50 of us there were there to support professional wrestling. Here... As Fear Factory begins to jam, I have a distinct feeling that these sports entertainers are just circus animals or clowns performing for the amusement of the intoxicated individuals spending their spare their parents' disposable income. You guys remember disposable income? Man, that used to be a thing, huh? But Fear Factory starts jamming. <laughs> Now, the guitar riffs are building up and the gentleman starts singing, but the sports entertainers are all standing in the ring staring at each other. Finally, Chavo Guerrero and Billy Kidman start some fisticuffs. Later, as if it's dictated by the next musical movement, Hugh Morris joins in the fray. The other three still stand watching, and then the music cue tells Saturn to engage. Finally, everybody engages. And we've got a professional wrestling match here on the beach in the ring that's edited together, not like we're used to seeing professional wrestling being edited together, I'll explain. And we've got Fear Factory performing live music. This all wrestling around, you're jumping off the top rope, and you're slamming and jamming, and then you're slamming down. Now you got a chin lock, and it's on now. Referee, raise the hand, see if he's dead. And, again, here at the beginning... I'm feeling like I'm at the circus. This will change, all right? Uh, Jimmy Hart desperately tries to call this thing like a professional wrestling match. He's not quite ready to let kayfabe die. But Raven is here to have a little fun as he begins to emulate Jim Ross. We got a pair six, bro! My God, it's all breaking down in Tulsa! Kid Rock joins in on the fun with a high-pitched, It's go crazy! Everybody's off the hook! Now, I talked about the editing, okay? Here's an example. We're in a wide shot, and Billy Kidman's in the middle of the ring punching someone. We cut to a close-up, and now Billy Kidman is magically on the middle rope waiting to jump off. We then zoom in closer, and Billy Kidman is kicking someone in the corner. All right, so it's cut. I mean, it's all cut together in post, which we've seen before, but this is not pro wrestling editing style and techniques there's not 100% given to continuity, okay? But again, as this match continues and I'm a little more used to the presentation, I start to enjoy it a little bit more. And that's sort of accentuated by the fact that it seems like everybody's here to just have a good time, including the athletes in the ring. And that makes me feel like they're in on the joke, okay? But... Uh, some of the cues that let me know we're having some fun, for example, uh, Perry Saturn hits a leg drop on Rey Mysterio. Raven says, oh, he hit him with the ass crack. 
Which is kind of funny, I guess. Fear Factory, still screaming and jamming. The lead singer proclaims, I have been shocked. Uh, during this I have been shocked, we get some overly long shots of the Fear Factory guitarist that claimed he was a wrestling fan doing some headbanging. Okay. The editing picks up here as we see a beautiful wide shot just pointed on the ring from like a hard cam perspective. And the beautiful beach is on the horizon. And you know what? I'm starting to engage a little bit more. Holy testicle Tuesday. Kidman and Rey Mysterio are on the top rope. Raven on the call. We're probably going to see some kind of Hana Kinrana or however they pronounce it. But we're cut off. The editing takes us to more head banging. Back in the ring, Ray and Kidman are just waiting on the top rope for everyone to get out of the way. But Hugh, I almost said Hugh Jackman, wow. Hugh Morris is up top as well and hits an elbow to a, a, a Chavo Guerrero that's laid out prone center ring. Kidman and Mysterio still hanging on the top rope waiting for their spot. The band headbangs some more. Finally, the coast is clear. Raven yells, woo doggy. And sure enough, a bulldog from the top rope is delivered. The guitars go full metal, as if the impact of the ring makes them want to thrash harder. Chavo Guerrero is still laying prone in the center ring with his shoulders to the ground. Chris Jericho sees the opportunity to put one boot on top of Chris Jericho, flex and yell, Come on, baby! With his patented, Come on, baby! Pitting combination. Holy shit! We cut back to Fear Factory, and one of the guitarists must really be empowered here by the sports entertainment-based action, because not only is he shredding, he's doing what can only be described as the patented guitar-playing jump kicks as he's playing the guitar, thrusting one foot forward and bending one backwards, doing guitar player jump kicks. But again, the presentation, God help me, is starting to feel cohesive, like it's put together to tell an entire story. The kids here at spring break are having some fun. The bikini babes are having some fun. The guitarist and lead singer of Fear Factory, including the drummer, are enjoying themselves. And this come on baby lets me know that the wrestlers kind of know what's going on. They're just here to do what they love and have a little fun while they're doing it. Like Ray and Kidman waited for the coast was clear. You wouldn't, I mean, you know, I'm not saying take unnecessary risks when jumping off the top rope, but they don't give a fuck. This is going to be as safe as possible, and they should be. They should be. Saturn now leaps off the top rope and hits an elbow to Ray Mysteric. Saturn and Hugh Morris go through the middle ropes and begin a brawl on the outside. In case anybody was worried, Raven clarifies they're still engaged as active competitors in the match. Kidman does a headbutt to the dick powerbomb on Rey Mysterio. You know what I'm talking about. The, like, leaning forward Kane powerbomb. Kid Rock sees that Rey Mysterio has been hit in the dick and steals his own dialogue from the film, Joe Dirt. Oh, man, get him a chicken pal pie. How about a Wahlburger? It's some French cries. Um, on commentary... We'd like to take a break for just a moment as Raven and Kid Rock have a side conversation. Not to interrupt the action, 
But where's the party scene after this, Kid Rock? <laughs> yeah, let's get down to business. What's going on later today? See, Raven knows that uh, his brush with the stars here at MTV Spring Break will be nearing an end soon. And he desperately wants to roll with Kid Rock all night. And you know what? I'm okay, Scotty. I get where you're coming from. Kid Rock continues, Hey, dude. Not, not sound like a wuss on TV, but you got my back if I start talking some gibberish and someone comes over to get me. Raven seizes his opportunity and pledges allegiance to Kid Rock, hoping that tonight he'll get some of his runoff, and says, Yeah, I got your back, Kid Rock. Saturn and Hugh Morris continue to toss each other around on the outside. Kid Rock and Raven are now on camera, and based on their newfound allegiance, share a bro high-five, complete with some unique hand configurations. Kid Rock then ponders aloud, Hey, Raven, what about Jimmy, man? No, Jimmy is on his own. Everyone is back into the ring, all six competitors, and Hugh Morris has Chavo Guerrero up in a military press. He carries him to each side of the ring, looking for the crowd's approval. It is a nice display of strength from Hugh Morris, who is, to this day, a circus freak. Oh, though, he makes a choice not to eliminate Chavo Guerrero and tosses him on to Kidman and Saturn. Hugh goes up top for the no laughing matter. He misses! All the competitors are up to a vertical base, and they do the earthquake spot from the Royal Rumble 1990. They all team up and eliminate Hugh Morris. He's the first to exit to the beach. All right, man, that's cool, but we got to pay some bills and get some refills. We got to go to commercial. We'll be back. Uh, just in case anyone was wondering, uh, MTV lets us know on the way out to the commercial that up next on MTV at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, I presume, will be a show called the SX, SX, goodness, SS Spring Break Undercover. I believe it's some sort of a real-world documentary-type show on board a cruise called the SS Spring Break, where we'll see folks engage in shenanigans. For example, the scene they show involves three white girls yelling at each other at spring break, which sounds just about right. We're back from commercial. Kid Rock lets us know... Oh, man, we got total mayhem going on. And Fear Factory's playing Edge Crusher. Which also sounds like uh, Jimmy Hart's typical Saturday evening affairs. Oh, I'm edging. I'm edging for you. Oh, I got to crush my edge, though, because I want to edge for the entire weekend, Hulkster. Hulkster, can you get Brooke Teeny on the phone? Can I talk to her while I'm edging? I want to crush my edge after she says, Hi, Jimmy, because that's my name, and I love when Brooke Teeny says it. I don't care that I've known her since she was in diapers. She's got big old titties, Hulk. I want to see him. Jimmy, Jesus Christ. Uh, five men left in the ring. Chris Jericho bangs Billy Kidman into the top turnbuckle, then hits his patented jumping kick of Jericho. Saturn, later in the match, gets Chris Jericho down on the mat and covers him with his dress. So Jericho has a one-on-one -on -one encounter with the crotch of a Perry Saturn. Raven makes the call. What we have is simulated sodomy. No, the feed didn't cut out. I'm just not sure that Raven knows what butt sex actually is. Chavo Guerrero goes for the flying jalapeno, I think, for Billy Kid. Oh, no, for Jericho. Jericho ducks 
Chavo flies over the top rope, and Raven has a question for Chavo Guerrero, Eddie's brother. Oh, how'd that feel? Jimmy Hart sets the stage, desperately trying to hold on to kayfabe, letting us know there's four men left in this battle royale with cheese. Remember, Jimmy Hart, even though he's on the beach, still believes that the wrestling is important. Chavo Guerrero approaches the commentary table. Raven leaps to the defense. Chavo, beat it. Beat it. Don't make me stand up. Kid Rock stands up and hides behind Raven with verbal taunts. Yeah, man, don't make Raven get up and fight you. Don't even come over here with any of that. Chris Jericho is seated up on the top turnbuckle. Saturn is in front of him with his back turned. Kidman runs towards Saturn. Kidman leaps. Saturn catches and tosses Billy Kidman back powerbomb style and hits, according to Raven, a Frankensteiner on Chris Jericho. Yes, it may be a Frankensteiner or a Hurricane Rana, but don't forget, it's the same move that Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio Jr. did in the film Ready to Rumble. Jericho is down. Ray leaps off the top rope and hits a distracted Kidman with a Hurricane Rana! Business has really picked up here in the back half, and now it's just strangely become super entertaining because you get shit like the powerbomb toss, and it's like... And, you know, we, we see some more headbanging from Fear Factory. Saturn hits a huge release German suplex to Rey Mysterio, who, of course, is a little ragdoll. And it's like, I am Ed Crushing, yeah! Kidman stands up after getting assaulted with the Hurricane Rana, but he's standing dangerously close to the ropes. Jericho pursues with the clothesline from Manitoba. And Kidman is out of here, so we're down to three. Jericho, Saturn, and Mysterio. Saturn has Rey Mysterio in the corner, and he does the ten punches so the crowd can count along. He does the dress cover again, this time to Rey Mysterio, who is unmasked, I forgot to mention. Raven makes the call. That's got to be a repulsive sight. Kid Rock adds in, Hey, Mom, look, I'm on TV under this guy's dress! Saturn poses and makes the rings of Saturn. But Rey Mysterio seizes the opportunity and pushes Saturn over the top rope. So only two men remain, Chris Jericho and Rey Mysterio Jr. A beautiful beach wide shot comes into the frame as Mysterio hits a spinning heel kick. He then does a very impressive springboard moonsault assisted by the middle rope. Raven calls it, nice somersault something there. New song from Fear Factory on the soundtrack as Rey Mysterio gets tossed up by Chris Jericho but counters into an X-Factor. It's a beautiful sight. Dead center of the ring and the impact is sound. Raven calls it Noggin Knocker straight down. Mysterio hits the Rough Rider. The referee on the outside of the ring checks to see if Jericho can continue. I haven't mentioned the referee up to this point. They have a ridiculously all-time mullet. It's fucking huge. Chris Jericho is up. Rey Mysterio goes for a bulldog, but Jericho tosses him onto the top rope for some dick trauma. Runs forward with the shoulder tackle. Rey Mysterio is out. Break the walls down! Jericho, because Chris Jericho wins. A fan in the crowd 
get some camera time because they have an obviously planted sign that says, Watch Chris win, which of course spells out WCW. Chris Jericho celebrates. He's jumping up and down like he's just won the Stanley Cup. Raven, well, this thing's over, says, Isn't there like a trophy or something we're supposed to give him? Sure enough, the commentary team enters the ring. There's a big Jericho sucks chant. Kid Rock says, Bro, you're getting some static. What's up with that? Chris Jericho steals the microphone and cuts a promo. (laughs) First of all, Rock Kid, I'm so excited to win an award on MTV. I've always wanted to ever since Martha Quinn and Adam Curry. But wait! Yes, he did call him Rock Kid, by the way. Perry Saturn attacks from behind. Jericho is down. Saturn has the trophy. He breaks it into multiple pieces. Oh, man, he's pissed, says Kid Rock. Saturn hits the Death Valley driver. He throws the remnants of the Sun-based trophy into the ocean. Raven makes the call. Where are we going tonight? Kid Rock grabs the microphone, speaks to the Spring Break faithful. All right, everybody, there's a party in Kid Rock's room tonight. You're all invited. Everybody cheers. So we're just going with the Caddyshack. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. Ending. Kid Rock shouts out to everyone that was involved. Want to thank Fear Factory. Want to thank all the babes here on the beach. Jimmy Hart desperately remembers he was sent here with one mission and sneaks over to the microphone and says, Remember, Monday Nitro Road to Spring Break every Monday on TNT? Kid Rock says, "Uh, I gotta go get a refill. Bye, everybody. The Nitro girls dance to that song that's like, What, 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 The camera pans out. A logo from a corporation is flashed on the screen. An announcer says, Beach Brawl, brought to you by 1-800-CALL-ATT for collect calls. And we fade to black. All right, well. You know what? I, I'm i going to say this to everybody out there. You should probably watch this show. And here's why, all right? I got three points. One. My impressions of Raven and Kid Rock are not good, all right? And it's a lot funnier when they are saying this shit, all right? Two, I want to see, and would love some feedback. I'm on Twitter at the Johnny C, J-O-N-N-I-E-S-E-A. I'm curious if you felt the same way that I did about this thing. Like, obviously, when it first started, I was like, oh, this is going to be a hilarious thing, and it was. And then when the match started, I was like, wow, this is pathetic, and I feel bad for these guys who are just props out there for these drunken kids, you know, and shit like that. Like, these guys are putting their bodies on the line, and nobody could give a fuck less. We're just here to drink and and look up tits, all right? And then about halfway through, I really changed and started to be, you know, it's not great, but, like, I started to kind of be like, oh, this is a different presentation. Like, I've seen, we've all seen so much wrestling. This is like 22 minutes. All the commercials are cut out. You can find it, all right? Just Google it, okay? You can find it and watch it. I wonder if you're like me, and on the back half, you're kind of like, you know what? Now that I kind of know what we're doing here, this is a little more fun than I expected it to be. And my third point... Fuck! I forgot the third point. I've been I've been accused of having a touch of Alzheimer's. I forgot the third point! Ric Flair! I haven't done that gag in a while, but I do forget the third point. What was it? Oh! 
Oh, I know. I'm curious what other people's opinions are about the hybrid music wrestling presentation. You know, we all saw New Jack do it a trillion times, but what are your thoughts on, like, pop songs that are, you know, good? Like, metal songs? Like, I don't know... Like, we've seen great video packages in the past, like My Way, Crack Addict, you know, and we all love when that stuff is cued to professional wrestling highlights. I don't know. Could there be a day someday where the WWE licenses, like, a good song and they have a match with it? I'm not saying it's a good idea, but I am curious if you think that some competitors with the right song could artistically pull it off and match the ebbs and flows of the match with the ebbs and flows of the song in play. Stupid idea, sure, but hey, like that kid in Angels in the Outfield said, it could happen. But that's going to wrap up this exciting edition of Ringman here on the new TNN podcast feed. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it brought something to your attention that you were fucking unaware of as it did to me. I'm Johnny C. A winner is you. Kid Rock, I got some bitches in my room. You want to come get your dick sucked? Ah, Kid Rock. <laughs>